On Wednesday, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, and Facebook tried to convince lawmakers that they were the underdogs. The following day, they all posted huge profits, although the coronavirus continues to be a huge X factor, causing the delay of the next iPhone. So let's break down all these results. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. We've got a full panel of CNET experts on. Daily Charge regular Ben Fox Rubin, Alphabet and Google expert Rich Nieva, and Facebook and social media reporter Queenie Wong are all on. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Thanks for having us. All right, well, uh, Apple posted results that topped expectations, including iPhone sales that actually eked out a gain despite the pandemic. But we can get into that in a bit. Let's let's start with Amazon and with you, Ben. How did the online retail giant do? Phenomenally well. All-time record in profit. And, you know, the revenue was through the roof, 40% gain, uh, best in two years. So, yeah, they they absolutely blew Wall Street expectations out the window. And what was, I mean, clearly folks are still at home and, and ordering stuff online. Like, have they gotten that all kind of under control now? No, no, they're still facing delays. And the CFO talked about that yesterday where he talked about how they're certainly improving their one and two day shipping, but it's still got a ways to go. And when an analyst asked him like, okay, when is it going to get back to normal? He was like, I don't know. So in theory, that should open the door to other retailers. And to a certain extent, Amazon is losing some market share, not really that much from the likes of, you know, uh, Walmart and Target. But in general, I mean, think back to Wednesday about, um, monopoly power. I mean, they are doing really, really well because where else are people shopping? Where else are they going to be able to shop? They're in a perfect position to be able to take advantage uh, during the pandemic. So it, it's just they're just printing money at this point. There's no other way to put it. All right. And, and beyond the results, Amazon also offered a tease on Prime Day, right? What did they say about that? Yeah, it's coming in the fourth quarter. So they had previously only confirmed that it was going to be delayed, which was not a surprise to anybody. They said that there was going to be delay like after the time that they usually hold Prime Day. And then they provided just a little bit more information. They said it's going to be in the fourth quarter. So that'll be interesting to see how they manage Prime Day during the holiday sales quarter too, and try to figure out you know, how Prime Day is not going to cannibalize holiday sales, or maybe Prime Day is just going to be like a day or two during the holiday sales season, just to like try to goose sales even more. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It could be interesting. interesting. All right. Moving on to Facebook. Queenie, Zuck was on the hot seat a lot on Wednesday, and there's been a lot of noise about the ad boycott. But what did the results show? The ad boycott actually starts in July and the second quarter ends in June. So you wouldn't really see the impact of the ad boycott during the second quarter. Although some advertisers, you know, they started boycotting the social network earlier. But the company did say in the first three weeks of July that revenue was up 10% compared to the same period last year. So from it, from what I can see, it seems like the ad boycott isn't really having much of a financial hit on the company, but that's really not what the boycott organizers were after. So I talked to the um, CEO of the Anti-Defamation League before the earnings, and he said they've always known that you know the, the boycott wouldn't really have a big hit on Facebook's finances. It was always about 
going after Facebook's image and reputation. And the fact that their boycott was mentioned in a congressional hearing, it's been mentioned in other earning earning calls, and it's had a lot of media coverage. They say the boycott has already been a big success. Okay, well, let's let's go back to Facebook's earnings because I mean they also like Amazon uh, showed some pretty impressive results. So what what did they do or how did they do? Um, so they basically beat expectations. I mean, they had $18.69 billion in revenue, which was above the $17 billion in revenue that analysts expected in the second quarter. Um, they had earnings that was, you know, it was like $1.80, which was above the $1.39 earnings per share that um, analysts expected. And their profits nearly um doubled compared to the same period last year. And and that was mainly due to um, expenses with the FTC settlement and um, one-time income tax costs. But they they still did really, really well um, in the second quarter. And uh, what about their user base? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about people dropping off and, 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 you know, swearing off Facebook given all the issues with it. Uh, But that's not what the results showed, right? No, I mean, engagement has been going up because more people are turning to social networks like Facebook, like Instagram, like WhatsApp um, to connect with families, family and friends during the pandemic. So they've seen an uptick in, you know, not only the amount of time people spend on these social networks, but also, you know, their user base has grown to 2.7 billion users. um, And that's been up 12% compared to the same period last year. So it's just been going up and up because people are just more reliant on social networks during the pandemic. Gotcha. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about how Facebook handles hate speech, how it handles uh, political ads. And obviously, those were big topics uh, on Wednesday. Did Zuckerberg or any of the executives have anything else to elaborate on further during the call yesterday? They basically pushed the same points that they've been pushing for many months, which is that Facebook has rules against hate speech and that they don't profit from the fact that, you know, there's hateful content on their platform. And Zuckerberg also said that, you know, for the vast majority of users, hate speech and misinformation makes up a very small percent of what's on the platform. And Sheryl Sandberg had mentioned that it was, you know, an interesting situation with the boycott because they agree with what the organizers want. Um, but it, it really has never been about whether or not Facebook agrees that there, should, there shouldn't be hate on the platform. It's always been about, you know, how the company enforces its rules and whether or not um, they apply them evenly and whether or not they do a fast enough job when it comes to taking down hateful content. Now for Alphabet, uh, the parent company of Google, uh, it was actually the only one to post a decline in sales. So Rich, how did it ultimately fare? Yeah, so this is actually the first time in company history that that, that's happened. Um, But a little bit of context, uh, they, you know, a, a a bad quarter for Google is still a great quarter anywhere else. They still made uh, $38 billion. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it was mostly pandemic related, you know, back in the first quarter, they, uh, 
Google did better than expected, but they did say that um, uh, expect to have uh, it, it, they expected to have a, a difficult second quarter. Um, and so analysts took that information and uh, uh, lowered their expect- expectations. So Google actually still beat sales and profit expectations. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we're looking for firsts, this was a, a, a first for Google. Do you think that this is the the start of a trend or, or more of a blip? Or still too there are too many uncertainties going on to really tell. It's hard to say on you know on the on the conference call. Uh, their CFO Ruth Porat said that um, they were optimistic um, that they were starting to see a little bit of stabilization as people um, start to kind of normalize their behavior online uh, and companies normalize their behavior. So they you know companies are starting to advertise more. Uh, they, they did say that it's, quote, premature to say they're out of the woods yet. So um, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what their third quarter is like. Yeah. And I also noticed there the that line item for other bets, the, the, the these other projects they were. It actually went up in the quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Google has been really trying to diversify how they're they're making money. Um, so. You know, YouTube, for for example, with with the sales down, with search sales down, uh, search ad sales down, YouTube uh, is doing really well. Their cloud business is doing really well, um, and so, especially going forward, you'll 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 want to pay attention to how their cloud business is doing because that is really growing into a, a good money maker for them. And as for Apple, whose earnings were covered by Insure, who I'm hoping is sitting on a beach somewhere, finally enjoying. Well, what's supposed to be his week off? Uh, I'll say the I'll just sort of speak for him, but the the company reported revenue and profits that that beat expectations, uh, not quite as you know stunning as Amazon or Facebook's results, but uh, impressively, iPhone sales rose one percent, uh, which was actually better than a year ago, where where shipments fell twelve percent. So, uh, considering that we're in a pandemic, stores were shut down. That that's pretty impressive. Uh, what struck me when I listened to the call, Tim Cook was pretty upfront about addressing. The contrast, you know, between what he was talking about the day before about how he wasn't a market leader and all this, uh, and the fact that you know they they just posted huge profits at a time when most companies, most individuals are really struggling. Uh, you know, he really focused on the notion that this company is working to build not its own success, build out opportunities for others. So I'm curious how, and I'm throwing this to all of you, like how these executives kind of walked that line because it was obviously the disconnect between what was said on Wednesday and the results from Thursday are, are pretty stark. But uh, I'm curious how or if these executives from these other companies addressed it similar to how Tim Cook did. I'll, I'll jump off. Um, so I, as far as I can tell, it wasn't really addressed at all. Like Jeff Bezos, the CEO who was at the hearing on Wednesday, uh, has never appeared on an earnings call since I've been covering the company for four years. So there wasn't that direct juxtaposition there. The CFO runs the shop and he, I would say, goes out of his way to just keep it pretty staid is, is a good way of putting it. So the analysts and the reporters were more concerned about, well, how the hell did you make so much money? And you know, some of those elements aren't really the purview of the CFO. So to a certain extent, they managed to get away from that type of thorny question and good on Tim Cook for actually addressing it, I would say, because it's certainly something that 
everybody noticed, everybody's talking about. It was it was the same thing a little bit for Google. Uh, Sundar Pichai was on the call. He 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 and their CFO Ruth Porat lead the call. Um, except it didn't come up at all. I think the the closest uh, Sundar Pichai came to even acknowledging it was saying that it it had been quote truly like something like truly a long week or <laughs> like it, it had been a long week I'm, I'm i'm glad to be here um but that was really it uh, it didn't it didn't come up uh, in any of the questions either yeah i imagine after what the five and a half hours of testimony on wednesday like an hour-long conference call with analysts must seem like a total cakewalk uh all right well queenie what about facebook yeah i mean so the an- the analyst didn't ask about the the congressional hearing, but Zuckerberg definitely was on the defensive in his opening remarks. So he basically reiterated everything he has been trying to say during the congressional hearing, which was um, that Facebook is an American success story, that it helps people um, keep connected, especially during a time like the coronavirus pandemic. And they really honed in on this point that if policymakers want to harm businesses that depend on advertising, then that will also have a ripple effect on small businesses that rely on their tools um, to attract more customers. So they definitely pushed um, a point that they've been pushing this entire time, which is that they're really not the villain and that they're a force for good whether or not people actually believe that, um, I think, you know, it depends on who you ask. All right. Well, and lastly, just uh, in terms of commentary about coronavirus, these are obviously all smart companies or companies run by smart people. Uh, I'm just curious if they had made any comments about their expectations for what, you know, this world, what our country looks like in the coming months uh, with, with the coronavirus and, and the kind of impact they're expecting from this continued pandemic? Google actually has a, a, is a really interesting example here um, because they, this week, announced that they're going to let their employees work from home until uh, at least July of next year. So connect the dots on, on what that means, um, whether or not they think that this will be going on for a while. Um, they, they did say that they, they wanted to, to do that because of, uh, you know, clarity, Uncertainties around when when schools are opening up, or you know, if you want to sign a full year lease somewhere else, you now you have the flexibility to do that. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see if, if other tech companies follow suit and and bring their office reopenings way out too. Yeah, I mean, Facebook sort of signaled that that is what is going to happen, um, and they also mentioned that allowing workers to work remotely helps them attract. Um, better talent because then they can really hire people from different places and they don't have to deal, I think, with like visa issues and all of that. So um, Zuckerberg also expressed disappointment, which what is something that he's done before in how the government has responded to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, but, you know, Facebook certainly knows that this is sort of a long haul game and that it's going to be a while before their workers are going to be able to return to the office if they need to. All right. And uh, I guess I'll give you the last word, Ben. Yeah. So Amazon is 
obviously different than those other two companies because they have a massive workforce of hundreds of thousands of people that work in warehouses to pack and ship boxes of stuff to people. So they've been spending billions upon billions of dollars to help protect those workers and ensure that customers are also safe. They spent $600 million in the first quarter, right when the pandemic was ramping up. And then $4 billion, over $4 billion in the second quarter, which just wrapped up. So by the way, they had a record profit, huge, huge profit, even after spending that much money. It's just staggering to think about. And the CFO said yesterday that they're going to spend another $2 billion. So it's a bit of a step down uh, in the third quarter, but they're still spending billions upon billions of dollars for additional protective gear, um, all sorts of things like temperature checks, testing, uh, things like that. Uh, but at the same time, it really hasn't been harming their business. If anything, the pandemic has been, for, for lack of a better way of saying it, very good for Amazon's business at this point. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for your time and expertise. If you have any questions about these earnings or these companies, just drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. Check out all of our big tech coverage today on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>